What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Eric Roberts Fitness Podcast. I hope you guys are all doing super well. Hope everybody's having a great week so far. Before we get started, I just want to take a second to thank everybody who's reached out to me via DM on Instagram and, and Facebook, via email. Um, anyway, you guys have contacted me to update me on podcast ideas you guys want to hear, um, any topics you guys want to hear covered more in depth. Um, definitely reach out to me via, like I said, DM on uh, Instagram or Facebook, and that's both going to be at Eric Roberts Fitness. So again, at Eric Roberts Fitness on Instagram and Facebook. You guys can definitely reach out to me there. DM me, leave me a comment, whatever it is. Let me know what you guys want to hear more in depth, or if you've heard somebody else talking about something that you don't know if it's right or wrong, feel free to reach out to me, and I'll see if I can go over it more in depth with you guys, and hopefully you'll understand it more. So with that being said, today's topic is one that I get asked quite a bit. It's one that I also see a lot of quote-unquote fitness professionals talking about it. I see a lot of memes created on it. I hear a lot of chatter about which is which is this, which is that, and that is the subject of good carbs versus bad carbs. And while to an extent, yes, there are some types of carbohydrates that are better, quote-unquote, better for you than other types of carbohydrates, to make, to make it seem like there is good and bad foods when at the end of the day, literally all that matters is the calories. What is going to matter in terms of you losing weight, losing fat is going to be calories in versus calories out. Now, this is why I want to go more in depth into this because even though calories is the most important thing that matters, no, I'm not fucking telling you that you can eat fucking Pop-Tarts, pizza, and pasta 1,200 calories a day every single day and lose weight, feel great, look great. That's not what I'm saying to you. So I know that asshole out there is thinking that. Don't comment me. Don't comment on that. Don't send me a DM about that. That's not what I'm talking about. What I am talking about, though, is there's a lot of shit I hear, especially when people are asking me between the differences of like the quote-unquote good carb, bad carb. It's like, oh, is a sweet potato a good carb and a regular potato a bad carb? Like, no, no. They, they both have good aspects and they both maybe have not good aspects depending on you, depending on your goal, depending on your body. There's so many factors that go into nutrition that you it's very, very hard to make a generalized statement about stuff like that. And I see way too many people, especially people in the fitness industry that are supposed to know, quote-unquote, know what they're talking about, and that is being married to one idea. Like, even me, like, growing up for the longest time, I thought, like, everything brown was better than white. So I thought brown rice was better than white rice. I thought sweet potatoes were better than regular potatoes. I thought that, you know, oatmeal was better than rice. Like, I I thought all all things brown were better. And it comes to find out, as I obviously continue to grow and evolve, and that is – the calories matter, man. Like it, that is actually what matters, and your body matters. Like for example, you could eat all the best carbs in the world. Like yes, you could have your quinoa, you could have your sweet potatoes, you can have your oatmeal. If you're eating too many calories, you're gonna you're gonna gain weight. There's nothing else to say about that. I don't care if they're good or bad carbs. If you are eating too many, too much quinoa, too much oatmeal, will still put weight on you. Will still put fat on you. Just because they're a good carb does not mean you can have however much you want of it. And that's something that really messes with people because I get people all the time that tell me like, hey, you know, I don't eat any carbs. Or like, hey, I only eat sweet potatoes or I eat brown rice. And it's like, that's that's great. But what else are you eating? How many calories are you eating? Like I don't – that stuff is so irrelevant in the fact that you need to make sure your calories are in check first or none of that is even going to matter at all. 
So I just want to give you guys two quick examples on this. And the first one is going to be sweet potatoes versus regular potatoes. And I'm just going to go over a, a non-biased, literally just factual information comparison. White potatoes are a little bit lower in fat and sugar. Sweet potatoes have fewer carbs and fewer calories. White potatoes are a little bit higher in magnesium and potassium, while sweet potatoes are higher in vitamin A and vitamin C. So it's like, to name one thing as good or bad, it really, really depends on your goals. Like, for example, if somebody has a hard time staying hydrated, if somebody has a hard time, if they sweat a lot and they really want to, you know, refuel from their workouts, white potatoes would probably be a better option for them because it has more magnesium and potassium, which are the two of the main things for hydration along with sodium. So, like, to sit here and label that one is worse or better than the other, it, you can't do it. it. It's not factual. And then we can talk about another one. White rice versus brown rice. This is, this is one I hear all the time. That Man, brown rice is so much so much better. Brown rice is the only rice to eat. If you eat white rice, you're going to get fat. It's going to make you fat. You're automatically going to gain weight. You're, you're automatically going to get bloated. You know, you got to eat brown rice. That's it. Brown rice or fucking quinoa. That's all there is. And it's like... This is going to be talking about from my own experience. Uh, like, I tried to, to get to 300 pounds at one point. I got up to 283, right? I had to eat a lot of fucking food for me to get up to that weight. Like, if eating food was, I know most of you are going to hate me for this, but eating food was a job and I had to eat so much food that it was a goddamn struggle. But, like, brown rice tends to fill you up more. So, for me, for the amount of food I had to eat, I had to eat white rice because not only can I eat more of it, but in large copious amounts, I can digest it a lot better. So therefore, white rice would be better for me in that situation. Is it better for you? I don't know. But that's the whole point is you can't label these foods good or bad without having context to the situation. Brown rice, yes, it may digest a little bit slower. It may fill you up a little bit longer. While white rice, yes, may digest a little bit quicker and not fill you up as much. But Again, what are your goals? That doesn't mean they're good or bad. It, it, it's good or bad depending on what you want and what your goals are. So with all that being said, I will kind of wrap that little idea up with saying this. Normally, what the case is, the more highly processed, the more, the more packaged, the more all those kind of carbs, the more of those you buy and eat, those tend to be not the best for you. And there's reasons for that, though. It's not just because they're... It's not just because they're processed or this and that. They're, there's reasons behind it, and that is because they provide much less micronutrients, so you don't get full off them as much. And actually, there's studies out there that show they make you hungrier, so that way you eat more of them. So if you are trying to lose weight, if you are trying to lose fat, if you eat more of those carbs, you will eat more calories, which is what we just talked about saying the more calories you eat, it's more likely you're going to gain weight. So in that sense, yes, those highly processed carbs are going to be probably not the best option for you. I would probably try, recommend sticking to the whole food base, nutrient-dense base carbohydrates like, you know, your quinoa, your rice sources, your oatmeal, your whole wheat bread, all that kind of stuff. I didn't touch on the bread, but by God, no, bread does not make you fat. Bread alone does not make you fat. Some people... Yes, they do not digest gluten very well. We'll get into that into the next point, but no, bread doesn't make you fat. Whole wheat bread can be a source in your diet. So if you try to stick to those more whole food based, more nutrient dense foods, it's going to it's going to satisfy your body more, so you will not want to eat as much, so you'll get fuller, 
So you'll feel more energized. You'll have more energy throughout the day. All those kind of things. So that's going to fly us right into my next point. And that basically is saying that some carbs can make you feel differently than others, right? Some carbs, you know, some carbs give you longer sustained energy. Some carbs give you shorter sustained energy. Some carbs have a higher insulin spike. Some carbs have a lower insulin spike. Some carbs are quicker digesting. Some carbs are lower or slower digesting. Like there is different things that can happen when you eat these certain type of carbohydrates. But again, it all depends on your goal. It depends on what you're using them for, why you're using them. You, you got to have a reason behind why you're eating these foods. That's what I tell a lot of people is like, are you just eating foods because you found some article on the internet and it told you to eat this food because it's a great fat burning food? Or do you actually, are you actually aware of the food? Are you, are you knowledgeable about what makes up that food? Like all these things matter when you guys are picking foods to make up what you eat every day. So you should have a reason behind them because they're going into your body and there's going to be some type of response from them. So it would be a good idea to have a reasoning behind why you're eating certain foods. So let's talk about some examples again. Like I said, some carbs can be quicker digesting, some carbs can be slower digesting. So let's talk about it. If you are about to go do an intense workout, right? You have a, you, whatever your workout is planned for that day, you know you need some energy for it. You know you don't want to be dragging ass when you're doing that workout. You want to feel strong, you want to feel energized, you want to feel like you, can, you have endurance, you want to blast through it, right? In that type of sense, if you are not really up for it, then yes, a quick source of carbohydrates, a, a quick source of energy might be something that you were looking for right then. So yes, maybe that white rice could be very, very good for you an hour before your workout. Maybe you want to have that quick fuel for your workout. So that being said, when I hear white rice is bad, like in that sense, what we just talked about, it's fucking perfect. It's exactly what you needed. It's not bad at all whatsoever. So what I'm trying to get you guys to do is look at things full scope. Look at things not in such a such a black and white scope, but uh, the the whole color spectrum. Like evaluate where you're at, what you're doing, what your goals are, what's going into the decision you're making, and then make a decision from there. But just labeling foods as good or bad is is not the way to go about it. Another great example would be let's talk about breakfast. Maybe you know you got a long 8-hour workday ahead of you. You know that, you know, you, you don't want to be dragging ass during your, during your workday. You want to have nice, long, sustained energy for those eight hours, right? You, you want to get yourself started for the day very well. In this sense, yes, maybe those slower digesting carbohydrates like an oatmeal would be very, very good for you. It would be a great option for you. Why do you think oatmeal is such a popular breakfast food? It gives you long sustained energy because it's slower digesting so you can get through with your day. Like that's the reason behind why breakfast that, that oatmeal is such a breakfast food because it's a slower digesting carbohydrate which gets you which gives you energy throughout the day. It's not just because somebody woke up and said fucking oatmeal will be a great breakfast food. Like no, there's a reason. Once again, there's a reason behind why that food is great for that time of day. Again, looking at it full spectrum, having a reason behind why you're choosing certain foods at certain times. So as opposed to you know picking that. Pop dart or whatever it is for the breakfast, yeah, an oatmeal would be a better option right there. But I'll go back to me when I was trying to gain weight. Speaking of pop tarts, I used to have two pop tarts before my workout and two pop tarts after my workout. I'm not saying that's the best thing to do, but I'm saying that it was a very, very quick source of energy, a quick source of carbohydrates. And pre and post workout, those are two phenomenal times to have those kind of carbohydrates because it's going to really, really help fuel up your workout and help you recover from your workout. So it's like 
you guys got to have a reasoning behind why you're choosing certain foods. And I hope that I'm starting to let you guys think about, you know, why am I choosing this food at this time? Or why am I not choosing this food at this time? Because I think it's bad. Well, really, it could be very, very beneficial to me. So I'm trying to give you guys the full spectrum. And with that being said, my next point about this topic is, Yes, I've been saying some foods are slower digesting, faster digesting. Some foods, you know, spike your insulin, doesn't spike your insulin, whatever it is. This is why tracking what you eat and tracking your calories is so damn important. And it's such a good, good tool to have because as you start to track your foods, as you start to track your calories, as you start to track your carbs, you see what you're eating every day, you see what kind of foods you're eating. This is going to set you up for such long-term success because you might hear somebody say, Oh my God, sweet potatoes, or you, you got to eat those. Those are the way to go. And you eat sweet potatoes for three weeks straight, and you feel like shit. You don't feel good. You're not digesting food good. You're going to the bathroom all the time. It's not a good fit for you. And yet, if you hear this now podcast, you might be like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to try fucking white potatoes instead. You try white potatoes for three weeks. You have more energy. You feel fuller. You got a pep in your step. You're not on the toilet every two hours. Like You feel much better eating white potatoes. But if you never tracked this, you wouldn't know that. Like, if, if you never tracked that you were eating sweet potatoes for three weeks straight and then switched to white potatoes and you feel better, you, you won't know that. So now you can be able to look back and say, hey, I know that sweet potatoes are not a good fit for me. They bloat me. I don't feel good on them. I don't have a lot of energy. If I put white potatoes in instead, I'm going to have a much better response. My body, my personal body is going to have a much better response to this certain type of food than it will that certain type of food. And as you guys go along in this journey, that is truly what I want for you is to learn your body. Learn your body the best way you can. You will start to see which foods work and which foods don't. No matter what Instagram model told you, no matter what article you read, you're going to find out that, hey, your body is your body. It's not, you know, this Instagram models. It's not this person's. It's not your uncle's. Like, it's yours. You have to find what works best for you, what you digest the best. A perfect example is, I'll talk about myself one more time. It's just because I've had so much so much trial and error on my body that I've, that I've done in, in this past years. And it's just that I've noticed when I eat whole eggs, if I eat whole eggs, I feel fucking great. You know, I feel energized. I digest them very well. You know, I do all that stuff. So I've noticed when I eat whole eggs compared to egg whites, I don't, I don't feel as good when I eat egg whites. I don't, I don't digest them as well. I don't have that kind of energy. Like I don't, I'm not full when I eat egg whites. And yes, that is because like, You'll, you'll, you'll have some different nutrient-dense, you know, profiles to it. You know, you'll have different cholesterol levels, all that kind of stuff. But it's like just me knowing that I don't digest egg whites very well, I'm not going to use them in my diet. No matter what, you know, bodybuilder says they're great for putting lean muscle on or this and that. Like I know for me and my body, that shit doesn't work. So I'm not going to do it. And that's what I want for you guys is to eventually learn. Like no matter what so-and-so says about what so-and-so food, you need to realize that. What works for your body may not work for someone else's body, but you're not going to realize that until you start tracking what you eat, tracking your calories, tracking your carbs, until you know what's going into your body and what's going out of your body, then you're not going to know these kind of things. So that's why tracking is such an important tool to have. It can really expand your, your life skills as far as nutrition goes. And that's really what I want for you guys, again, is to, keep, is to get skills and be able to keep them for the rest of your life, to make these changes for the rest of your life. So... The last thing I want to talk about as far as good carbs versus bad carbs is going to be the glycemic index. And I know this was a huge thing when it first came out. I know this was very, very popular. Um, I'm not honestly, I don't really 
I don't know if it is now still or not, but that being said, I want to talk about it because I think it's important because there's a lot of there's a lot of stigma and myths that stem from this glycemic index that I want to cover. So just a quick overview of what the glycemic index is. It's basically just uh, it's just a chart that's basically just it gives a value assigned to a certain food based on how quickly these foods increase blood sugar levels. So you know the higher up on the scale, the more quickly blood glu- blood glucose is released into you know your body. The, the lower it is on the scale, the more slowly the blood glucose is released into your body. So this is kind of what I was referring to earlier when I said some foods you know digest quickly more quickly than others some some foods digest slower than others like this is kind of what I was referring to but with that being said I want to touch on some few things here so again just because a number is high on this scale just because a number is higher up on the glycemic index scale does not label it a bad food again we're gonna to have to talk context about these about these foods again if you have a food that's you know 75 on the GI scale that's that's pretty high on the GI scale. If you have some this type kind of food, this can be very beneficial towards you. This can actually help you quite a bit for a post-workout recovery. You want that insulin spike. You want that high glycemic carbohydrate to help refuel what you just did in your workout. So in this sense, yes, this food is very very good for you. It makes it a quote unquote good carb because you're using it at the right time for the right reasons. Just because a food is low on the scale. That doesn't mean it's automatically going to be great for weight loss. Like just because, I don't know, say a sweet potato is lower on the GI scale, that doesn't mean it's automatically, you know, great for weight loss. If you eat too much of it and you go over your calories because you love eating these low GI foods so much, then you're still going to gain fat from it and you're going to be wondering why because you're thinking, wow, I'm, I'm eating, you know, a food that's that's lower insulin spike and, and lower on the GI scale, but I'm still gaining weight. Why is this? Well, again, it's not going to matter if your calories aren't in check. So while this thing can be a good tool for you, I, I don't want it to be the end-all be-all for you guys. Like for example, what this scale doesn't tell you is that it accounts these foods and it gives them a number for these foods by themselves. So it, just themselves. If you're just eating a, a white regular potato, that's the GI scale for it. When are you just eating a white regular potato? When are you just eating white rice? When are you just – like? This is what I'm talking about when I'm saying like this is a good tool, but it can automatically, you know, be thrown out the window because if you're telling me like, okay, you know, let's say white bread, white bread's a shitty food, it's going to make you fat, it's a bad food, bad carb. Well, let's hold on a minute here. Just because it's high on the GI scale by itself, when are you eating white bread by itself? Like normally you have a fucking sandwich, I would assume, with it or you put something on it, right? So the minute you add something to that white bread, it automatically changes the GI scale. It, it, you can't it, it, you can't go by just itself anymore because you have other nutrients to it. You have other proteins, carbs, and fats to it. You have other micronutrients to it. A perfect example is like saying like, you know, people tell me they have, you know, they, they, don't, they don't eat white rice because it's high on the scale. It's like, okay. Great. White rice by itself is high on this scale, sure, but aren't you eating it with like some type of protein? Like maybe you're having salmon with it, and salmon is a source of protein and healthy fats. So those two things automatically slow down digestion. So now your white rice that was say whatever a 72 on the GI scale, when it gets down to you know a 56, does that automatically now you're like okay this is a good carb? Like so I'm hope I hope you guys are seeing what I'm saying. Like you you got to look at these things more in depth. Like. Just because a food is high on the scale, high on the 
on, on the way it releases blood glu glucose into your body. That doesn't mean it's automatically a bad carb. Like, if you really want to eat this carb, like, go ahead and eat it. Like, add, add some protein. Add some fats to it. That's automatically going to slow down your digestion. If you have a meal with chicken, you know, if, you, if you're dying to have white rice and, and you want to have it, like, go fucking for it. Have the white rice. Add some chicken and some, you know, avocado to it. I promise you, it's just facts. I promise you it's going to slow down your digestion, not cause that blood glucose to release as quickly. And then now that makes it a quote unquote good carb. Like be smart about how you guys are going about your nutrition, going about doing this. Especially if you've heard this scale and this GI scale and, and what, it, you know, how quickly or not quickly it spikes your insulin and whatnot. Like the minute you add something to it, it's going to change the makeup of it. So just remember that when you guys are picking your foods out. The only thing I'll say is if you are some type of diabetic or something like that, yes, this scale might matter a bit more to you. If you're like a stage two diabetic, like, yeah, you might want to lower, you know, a lower GI food. And that's because, you know, your body can't take up the insulin as much. So that is a different story. But for the general person thinking that like, you know, fucking white potatoes are going to make them fat, it's just not the case. So I really hope this cleared some things up for you guys. I really hope this this made you much more aware of looking at everything in a much wider, wider scope, a much more you know, detailed scope than just saying, hey, white rice makes you fat, brown rice doesn't make you fat, this is good carb, this is bad carb. Like, there are scenarios and instances for every single situation that you can possibly think of, honestly. So, just wrapping up a bit, again, there's no really such thing as good or bad carbs. I don't care what article you read, I don't care what your friend at the gym tells you, I don't care what your mom told you, to an extent. The real thing that matters is calories. Calories are going to matter no matter what. Now, yes, some carbs may make you feel differently over a period of time, look differently over a period of time, digest differently, make your body digest it differently, all that stuff. But there is no real good carb or bad carb. The one caveat would be I would try to stay away from the highly processed carbohydrates because, A, they're not as nutrient-dense. They don't have as much micronutrients, so they're not going to fill your body up with what your body is craving. And two, they're... It, they basically have been made to make you hungrier, to make you eat more of them, which again, going back to what we just said, will cause you to eat more calories, which will cause you to gain weight, gain fat. So the last thing would be the glycemic index scale, and that is basically, again, just don't let that be the end-all, be-all. Don't let that scale, the, you know, this carb digests, you know, higher than other carbs, or this, this one spikes insulin, this one doesn't spike insulin. The moment you add some food to it, which, you know, I highly doubt you're ever eating a fucking slab of white bread by itself with nothing else on it, no sandwich, no nothing. Like the moment you add some food to it, that changes. So take that with a grain of salt. I hope this helped you guys. I hope this brought you some value. I really, really do help. It helped clear some things up for you guys because I know there's so much, so much shit you hear out there, so much stuff you can read, so much information out there. I hope this really is giving you a much better baseline of what to work off of and to realize that. Every scenario can provide a different outcome. Every scenario can provide a different way of going about it. And if you think of it like that, there really is no good or bad. It's just what's best at that certain point in time for that goal, for that scenario, et cetera, et cetera. So I hope, this, I hope you guys like this. I hope it helped you guys. If you did like it, go ahead and like the podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and leave me a review. Tell me you liked it. DM me on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. Tell me you liked it. If you have questions about it, please, please, please reach out to me. I would love to answer them. I make sure no, no question goes unanswered. So please feel free to reach out to me. 
Until next time, guys, thank you so much for listening this far, and I'll see you next time.